0: Another episode of what happened to them boys. Hi, I'm your host Stephen King. Glad to have you back. I hope you've been enjoying the content. Uh, we had a great episode uh, for our most recent episode six. Definitely looking forward to jumping to episode seven. This is going to be a longer episode because I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and just bring everything up to date. And the reason being, we just had our draft, our 2021 draft. So, and that was exciting. Um, and it, it it it's fitting because it's the end of my episodes regarding what happened to them boys. But it's also the beginning of the Cowboys getting back to what. I and so many others like myself believe it's what got us to those early Super Bowls under the Jerry Jones era. So if this is your first time listening, thanks for tuning in. For all my return listeners, thank you so much for your support. And hey, let's get into it, but let's recap the past few episodes. Um, And and when when your title is what happened to them boys, it's an acknowledgement that they haven't been who they once were. It's an acknowledgement that the Dallas Cowboys football team, America's team, five time Super Bowl champion, has barely made the playoffs over the past 25 years, 25, 30 years. And barely won any playoff games, let alone get to an NFC championship game to go to the Super Bowl. Has there been some moments that we all thought that was good? Yeah, absolutely. We've gone into so many years thinking this is the year to only see it just completely fall apart. So that's what led me to this, this series of, of, of shows um, because it really needs to be talked about. I mean, it, it gets talked about, but it, it doesn't. No one's taking the time to just stop and break down these years because most of the people talking about them know them. They know about them. There's a lot of people who really don't know what went on. They know there were Super Bowls won, but they don't know how they won the Super Bowl. They really don't know the, all the people that were involved. And they don't know, they don't understand the downfall. Like nobody, nobody talks about it. It's it's because there's the Cowboys are such a hype machine. You know, there's so much hype behind the Cowboys. Always, every year. Because they sell the Cowboys. Sell. Like, think about it. This team has its best TV ratings when they're losing because people want to see them lose. But then you got people like me that want to see them win. So it's a win-win for the NFL and the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones if the Cowboys are losing. And it's also a win-win if they're winning. And that is the problem in my estimation that was problem number one numero uno regardless of when he's winning or if he's losing he's making money as the owner and i'm talking about the owner and slash general manager mr jerry jones regardless of if we're winning or if we're losing He's cashing in. And where I left off the last episode, 2005, now we're going to start with 2006. And we're still in the Bill Parcells era, right? And here's the thing about Bill Parcells. Speaking of what I was just talking about, Bill Parcells had He had he he had nicknames for Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones. Because going back to making money, the Cowboys were in the process of building the new stadium that you see now. When Bill Parcells was here, so Bill Parcells this high profile football person, former coach of the New York Giants, New York Jets and also the New England Patriots. He's now the head coach, and he's also running the football operation. something Jerry Jones typically hadn't done. But he's allowing Bill Parcells to run the football operations. Why is that? Well, because Jerry Jones and, and his son, Stephen Jones, and, and the Jones, Jones Corporation are focused on building the new stadium. So Bill Parcells had a, a nickname for Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones' son. He said if Stephen Jones came in with a suit on, he would call him Stadium Steve because he knew he was focused on that stadium. If he saw him in football gear, uh, a Cowboys T-shirt, Cowboys shorts, some tennis shoes, uh, some running sneakers, and a cow and a, and a football hat, he would call him Cowboy Steve or Football Steve. So it was. Bill Parcells has been around, been around for years, so he knew it. He knew what he was seeing. And these guys were not focused on football, but they kind of got out of his way. So he was okay with that. They weren't in his way. And Bill Parcells did some great things during this time. I spoke about toward the end of the last episode, I talked about a new quarterback. And and that was the hunt. Like the Cowboys were hunting for the next great quarterback. You had Roger Staubach in here. Then you get Danny White. Then you go a period where you don't have a quarterback. Then you get Troy, and you're here with Troy. Trayton. Trayton is here for years, wins three Super Bowls. Now he's gone, and you're you trying to find a replacement. And they stumble upon this guy named Tony Romo. And I talked about this last episode also. Tony Romo went to Eastern Illinois, the same college as at that time assistant head coach. Sean Payton who we know who we now know is the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Well, Sean Payton was the assistant head coach under Bill Parcells prior to going to New Orleans. Let's talk about that a little bit because in 2005 at the end of that season there was a lot of talk and the talk was about Sean Payton becoming the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. But there was also some talk about the quarterback because they weren't sure who the quarterback was going to be because Bill Parcells was not sold on Tony Romo. There was another quarterback that was up for free agency. His contract was up. He could be signed by anybody. And that quarterback's name is Drew Brees. And Drew Brees was the quarterback for the San Diego Chargers at the time. And there was talk here in Dallas. Do we go get Brees? Do we keep Romo? Well, Drew Brees was coming off a shoulder injury, which he had in college. He also suffered in the, in the NFL with the Chargers. So it was like, ah, oh, do we go with a guy coming off a of arm injury? Or do we go with a guy we have here that's young, energetic, and, and he's, a, he's a budding superstar. But this guy's going to be a star. Well, somehow, some way, the guy who was the assistant head coach, who we figured was going to be the head coach here, takes a job with the New Orleans Saints. Just like – He's out of here. And guess who he takes for his quarterback? He doesn't take Tony Romo. He takes Drew Brees. So Bill Parcells loses our, the Dallas Cowboys possible next head coach. And now he's also stuck with his undrafted free agent quarterback. Jerry Jones tells him, make it work. And Bill Parcells being the person he is, he does. But in the process of making it work, he dumbs down the offense. He dumbs the offense all the way down. Simplifies the offense and puts a lot of emphasis on defense. But in the but they had they had done a good job of getting decent players in here. And we had a pretty good offense um, around Drew Bledsoe, who at around game five or six, he got pulled, right? It's the 2006 season. So we're on the 2006 season right now. And Bledsoe gets pulled and Tony Romo comes in. Tony Romo lights it up. He had Terrell Owens, who at the time was, everybody was talking about, oh, T.O.'s this and that. You no, know, what T.O. was was a great football player. And what T.O. did was make Tony Romo's life easy. Because Tony Romo run around, he would, Dodge tackles and miss people and do all this. He just launched the ball down field, and, and Terrell Owens be right there to catch it. Jason Witten started becoming, uh, you know, in his own right, a little a star in his own right. So he's having success. So the offense is just having great success. So Tony Romo's first year as a to be as an actual a, just a player, you know, just getting on the field during the season he's out started. So he ended up starting 10 games in those six. Cowboys go to the playoffs. So we're back in the playoffs. And they lose. And most people probably remember this. And this is what Tony Romo was. I mean, this is is the black cloud over his head. They're lining up to kick the game-winning field goal in Seattle to win a playoff game. And, and again, Super Bowl hopes. We're thinking, hey, this is a Super Bowl team. Tony Romo is the the placeholder. So his job is to catch the snap from the center, put the ball down, spin it so the white laces are lined up perfectly for the kicker, and then kicker kicks the field goal and we win. Well, Tony Romo fumbles the snap. Then he kind of freezes. But then he picks the ball up and takes off running. And he's running. And he's running as slow as I've ever seen anybody run. And just as he gets ready to die for the end zone, somebody tackles him. Cowboys lose. Everybody went crazy. They talked about him so bad. Everybody. I mean, that... That highlight followed him throughout his career. There's also another infamous um, situation that occurred after that game with Terrell Owens, um, you know, sobbing and in tears after the game, saying, you know, man, that's my quarterback. You know, he he was telling people, hey, it's my quarterback y'all talking about. Why are y'all doing him like that? He's hurting. I hurt. We're all hurting right now. Why are y'all doing him like that? Because they were on Tony Robo. Well, come back to next year. Into that season, part now. Here we go. Into that season, Parcel says, "I'm out of here. I'm done." Well, guess what? We don't have a coach because the guy who was going to be the coach is gone. So, oh, the Jerry, you know, they're handling business. They're they're they're, they're getting a new stadium construction underway but they let some things fall through the cracks and they let Sean Payton get out of here. So now you got to go find another coach. You've got a good team, but you don't have a head coach. Parcells left. They tried to talk him in the He was like, no, I'm out. I'm gone. So they bring in Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips, his dad was Bum Phillips. Bum Phillips was the great head coach of the Houston Oilers. He had um Earl Campbell, all those things. Great, great head coach. Matter of fact, Wade worked under his dad, defensive coordinator. That was Wade specialty defense. So Wade Phillips comes in, brings in a new defensive scheme, and somebody else came in. Jerry Jones hires Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator. With the possibility of Jason Garrett being the head coach very soon. Like, he was almost like the coach because he knew he could go to Jerry and get things done. Things Wade couldn't get done, he could. They had an explosive season. They go 13-3. and Here we go. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. 13 and three, win the NFC East division. Win the NFC, top team in the NFC. Home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Lose first game at home to the Giants, 17 to 21. (sighs) Okay, now remember, I'm a Cowboys fan this stuff hurts these are these are, these are these are these are hard rough memories next year 2008 9 and 7 no playoffs next year jerry jones fires Wade phillips during during the season Oh, take that back. I right, skip the season. 09, 2009. another good year. We go 11 and five. This is the first year of the new stadium. We make the playoffs. We play the Eagles in the playoffs. I go to this game. I've never been've in, been in a Cowboys game. With this much excitement. It was rocking and rolling. I took my two youngest sons with me. We had a great time. This place was rocking. 34 to 14 blow out the Eagles. Very next week, go to Minnesota and get beat 34-3. <sighs> Man, it's just 13-3. Two years before that, lose at home. All you had to win was two games to go to the Super Bowl. You couldn't even win one. Come back two years later. Win your game at home, and then go on the road and get your butt kicked 34-3. Now Wade's in the hot seat. People are mad around here. They're mad. Wade doesn't make it through the whole season. He makes it through eight games, and he's fired. And guess who becomes the head coach? Old Jason Garrett. The guy who wanted the position in the first place. He wanted the job anyway. So now he has it. And and he's got eight games. He goes five and three. Brings a little energy. Oh. Finish the season six and ten. No playoffs. See the inconsistent up and down. See, this is this is what's been hard about being a Cowboys fan. You have a good year, you come back, you have a mediocre year, then you have a subpar year, then you have a good year. And it's this cycle. Now Garrett's in here. Romo's here. Romo's rolling, but Romo's getting hurt a lot. You know, Romo's getting hurt. So you got different quarterbacks coming in, having to start try to, you know, make things happen. Garrett just didn't seem to have it. You know, it was something that was missing. And, and the craziest thing is teams would come in here and say, man, this we can, like, we can figure out their plays. We know what plays they're running. It's what teams would say. You know, Jason Garrett's first full year as a head coach, he goes eight and eight. You know, those, I just got through talking about patterns. You remember I talked about Dave Campo last episode. He went five and 11, three straight years. As a head coach, Jason Garrett's first year as a full-time head coach, he gets the whole year. He gets all 16 games on his belt. He goes eight and eight. All right, we'll give you that, Jason. It's your first year, 2012. Second year, he goes eight and eight again. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just don't know, y'all. I I. I, I As a Cowboys fan, I just don't know what to do. We don't know who to blame. Oh, but hold on. Another year of eight and eight. So so 2011, 2012, 2013, he goes eight and eight, three years in a row, he wins. Exactly eight games. He loses exactly eight games. There's 16 games in the season He wins half of them. He loses half of them three consecutive seasons Who do we blame? Like who do we who who do we blame like who who do you blame when you keep going 50 50 like like it's (laughs) It's half and a half. You don't know who to blame You're mad. You're frustrated like and Oh, people, like literally, people would say during this period, I can't watch the Cowboys. You're gonna give me a heart attack. It's too dramatic. Now, remember what I said earlier. I started this, I started this podcast off saying certain things about a certain individual. Jerry Jones makes money, whether the Cowboys are winning or losing. Why? Because it's drama. And what do people like watching on TV? They like watching drama. I can't tell you how many games came down to the last quarter, the last five minutes, the last 90 seconds. It was like, it was hard to watch. Tony Romo, I mean, like for two two years in a row, it would be the game if we win the game, we win the division, we go to the playoffs, and he would throw a game losing interception. Now, I remember sitting there with my wife watching the game and saying to myself, Tony, man, you need to retire. You're writing your legacy right now. It was time for him to go. Now, that was in my estimation. And the reason I'm saying that is because if you go back, we were 13 and three. Eleven and five, we were making the playoffs. Then we go three straight years at eight and eight, and this guy can't throw the ball to the right team. Like three years in a row, you do the exact same thing. How? If that was us, and this was the frustration, because people were looking in their own lives, and like literally, you cut on talk, sports radio and be like, "Man, if that's me, and I'm I'm doing I'm that mediocre at my job, I get fired. Why are these guys still here?" Well, here we go again, the topsy-turvy. So 2014, now, Cowboys had a good draft. They They, they every, every time the Cowboys take players I say they should take, it works out. And they took a player by the name of DeMarco Murray. He was a running back out of Oklahoma University. And he had set all kinds of records at OU. And so he's here, and in 2013, he had like a, a breakout year. You know, he had a breakout year in 2013. but he w- he was having to split time with another running back. You know he was splitting time with um, Julius Jones. And so they get rid of Julius Jones. And it's just all about DeMarco Murray. Well, 2014, he's the starter. There's nobody else back there but him. He's getting the ball as much as they're feeding him. Matter of fact, let me give you his stats for 2014. So just so you know, Tony Romo threw 435 passes that year. DeMarco Murray got 392 handoffs that year. Tony Romo threw for 3,705 yards. Jamarco Murray rushed for 1,845 yards. Then he had 416 yards in passing receptions. That's how crazy good he was. We go 12 and four. Oh, yeah, baby. Super Bowl, baby. Super Bowl. We're hype. We're rolling. I go to this game, electric. We win 24-20. to Now, this was a good game. This was – I talked about that Eagles game. And now that I remember being at this game, this game was way – and I misspoke earlier. I didn't take my boys to that game. I took my boys to this game. And there was a period in the game where the Cowboys needed to get a first down. And they took a TV timeout. And during the TV timeout, man, the stadium just got louder and louder and louder. And by the time they came back, man, it was rocking. Cowboys made a defensive stop, and there was a there was a defensive player. He's actually he's actually back with the team now. I don't know if he's still going to be around, but he had a great game, and I can't his, his name won't come to me now. I'm trying to pull his name out of my hat, and I can't. I can't pull his name, but he had a great game. He sacked the quarterback a couple of times, created turnovers, and it was awesome. And that was such a um, another one of those moments where we're like, okay, we're on our way. We're on our way. <sighs> well... Didn't happen. Very next week, lose to Green Bay 26 21. And y'all he remember, may remember this game. This was the game that Des Bryant jumps up, catches the ball, comes down with it, and they say it's not a catch. And we're just like, what? y'all crazy so we lose that game and 2015 nothing 2016 the new era Dak Prescott comes in Tony Romo gets hurt in preseason Dak takes over we got Zeke we're rolling defense is rolling offense is rolling 13 and 3 oh guess what we do well, we lost <laughs> the best team in the NFC. We have home field advantage and we lose in the first round to the Green Bay Packers. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's, I mean, Garrett, you know, he, he went on to make the playoffs one more time, but, um, back to eight and eight in 2019, you know? And so that was it. That was his last year. And we're on the new era now. We're on the new era. We got Mike McCarthy in here. We got, just had a new draft, Michael Parsons, our number one draft pick. Dak's back. You know, Dak was hurt all last year. Dak got his new contract. We got a great offense. We just reloaded on, in the draft on our defense. I, you, you, you hear the change in my, like, you hear the change in excitement in my voice again? It, it, man, I'm telling you, that Garrett era was 10 years of mediocrity. And we're so happy to be back in position where we can make some things happen. So, hey, I'm out of here. I'm signing off. I'm getting ready for this season. I hope you're ready for this season. Dak is back. Zeke is back. Got a killer linebacker that runs a 4-3 in the 40. All his highlights, he's smashing people. CD Lamb's back. We got our offense. We got new defensive linemen. We got everything we need. New cornerbacks. We got everything we need to make a run. The hype is back. We're ready. We're going to make it happen. What happened to them boys? Stephen King, your host. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for tuning in. You have a great summer. And how about them Cowboys?